Good evening. Alright, let's get stuck into it. Um, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to say the name of the book because I've heard mixed information as far as um, copyright goes. Whether you're better off saying the author and title or not. So. Apologize for that, but here we go with chapter three. Uh, for those who didn't read, sorry, didn't listen to the last episode, this is a book about a dating agency who has a 126-year-old vampire as a clientele. There are some rude words in it, uh, so... Sorry about that. Chapter 3 I unlocked the door of my two-bedroom semi-detached home and staggered through to the sofa where I sprawled out. What the hell had just happened? It was the wine. I had drunk most of a bottle. Or Theo had spiked it. But that made little sense because he'd brought me home and left me. Surely the point of spiking my drink would be to take advantage of me. Hey, how did he know where I lived? Oh my god, Theo was a stalker. But that made no sense either, because if he was a stalker, he would have been hanging around here and work, wouldn't he? Not meeting me in restaurants where everyone could see him. There was no way he had fangs and red eyes. I decided I must have fallen asleep on the sofa after getting home and I must have just woken up. That would be it. I went out, had too much wine, Theo brought me to the door, and then I'd had a bad dream. I rolled onto my back and stared at the ceiling. Right now, I didn't feel the slightest bit drunk. In fact, I felt perfectly okay, except for having thoughts of the weirdness of the evening. I replayed what I'd seen in my mind. Canines descending, eyes going red, no fucking way. He must have put something in my drink. He's got to have. I got his questionnaire out of my bag. It was only a quarter to eleven, and in any case, if he was a vampire, he'd be up all night, right? Finding his number from the papers, I called him from my mobile. Hello? Theo, it's Shelley. Shelley, oh, thank goodness he called. I thought it best I leave you, but I wasn't sure if I was doing the right thing. Are you okay? Are you in shock? Perhaps you could get yourself a cup of tea with a few sugars. Theo, I'm going to come right out and say it. Did you spike my drink? Because I've had some weird thoughts tonight. Uh, uh, do you mean you did? No, he sighed. I mean, uh, you've done what everyone else does. Enter into the stages of supernatural denial. Oh, there must be some logical explanation. I didn't really see his fangs and a flash of red eye or two. No, far more reasonable to suggest the nice gentleman who took me for dinner that had drugged me. <sighs> I sighed. There's no other explanation. Other than the fact I'm a vampire. I don't think I can help you find a date or a wife, Theo. Your behaviour is unusual. 
You threw non bread and curry at me to see if the garlic burned, yet you say I sound unusual. Damn, the guy had a point. But the problem is that I've never met a supernatural person before, and well, I just don't believe in it. There has to be a logical explanation. Like, for instance, your family have dental issues and there's some weird genetic defect that makes your eyes look a funny colour. Probably in certain light. Or it could be that my vampire nose detected the sweet smell of blood coming from between your thighs and because it took me by surprise and my guard was down, your sweet perfume made my fangs descend. Ugh, that's the sickest thing I ever heard. Menstruation is not sexy. I didn't say it was. What I said was the smell appeared to my vampire nature. I don't and won't ever drink that. It's not pure. And that's the end of that conversation. I don't know why I called, why I expected anything you said to make any sense. Yet you did call. Because one small part of you, Shelley, one small part deep inside you, wonders if I'm telling the truth. I sat back against the sofa. Did I want this to be the truth? Maybe so. Maybe it would provide some excitement in my boring life. Yes, I had good friends here, but I didn't have family around. I was adopted and never gotten along with my adopted parents. Not after they have a child naturally ten months later and made sure I knew that I wouldn't have been adopted had their pregnancy test showed positive earlier. Oh, well, I was a career woman, I decided. I didn't need a social life or a man. Instead, I'd carry on matchmaking for everyone else. Are you still there? Shit, I'd gone off into my own fuck you all, I don't need anyone daydreams. Actually, if it was a night, shouldn't it be called a night dream? Look, Shelley, I'm going to FaceTime you and slowly show you my fangs again. And this time, you have to try not to freak out. Although you probably will. It usually takes a person three viewings before they believe they're real. The third time, they always want to touch them. Like I'd want someone's dirty fingers in my mouth. A vampire who sucks people's blood can't deal with dirty fingers, they scoffed. Hygiene is everything. For years now, my blood has been delivered. It's a long time since I had a woman who let me partake directly from the source. You don't grab people from the street and drain them dry? No, and I don't sparkle either. Any more stereotypical questions in that head of yours? You'd better FaceTime me first. The call came through. I accepted, and there he was on the screen. My call went slick at the sight of him. Traitorous hussy. Are you ready? He asked. Oh, God, yes, came from, <laughs> came from the inner workings of my mind, which was no doubt colluding with said traitorous hussy call. Instead, I went with a simple, yes. He looked into the camera and opened his mouth to show a row of perfectly normal teeth. I was disappointed. He caught my expression. Hold on there a second, Shelley. I can't just perform like that. I'm not a circus animal. Now, let me get a drink. He held a glass of what looked like tomato juice up to the camera, but I got a feeling it wasn't tomato juice at all. I watched with a morbid fascination as his fangs descended. Oh my god. I slapped my hand over my mouth, careful not to drop the phone. I'm sorry. Blaspheming affects you, doesn't it? <laughs> Here we go again. Let's go over everything you think about vampires. 
Okay, so you can hear the word God, etc. Yes, I can, and I can t say holy crap or anything like that. Can you go into a church? I hope so, because I want to get married, remember? Although I'd have to use a fake ID, as they never believe I'm 126. I do look fantastic for my age. Can a steak kill you? Clarify, what sort? Steak meat or steak stabby thing? Uh, stabby thing. No, another piece of misinformation. It's steak that can kill us. We have sensitive throats. It often gets stuck there and chokes my kind to death. And garlic has no effect? No, unless it's in a fresh from the oven sauce and burns your mouth. I bit my lip. I'm sorry about that. Just promise not to throw food at me again going forward. Going forward? Well, I'm seeing you again at five tomorrow. Do I need to wear protective armor? I laughed. No, you'll be safe from, from me at least. He frowned. Who might I not be safe from? All the other women near where I work? You're not exactly ugly. I used to model. Did you know? You did? Yeah. Kept getting mobbed everywhere I went, so I had to fake my own death. That was Los Angeles in the 1950s. I can't get my head 100% around you being a vampire. Never mind that you would have lived a massively long life and have done and know so many things. I have lots of experience, he said, and he goddamn smirked. Down girl. I told my <laughs> I did not know this was going to be graphic, Jesus Christ. <clears throat> Down girl. I told my pussy and no, I didn't have a cat. Don't let your mind go there. Don't let your mind go there. How many women does he slept with? Can he have normal sex? Does he only have one penis? What if vampires had two? Oh my word, the possibilities. You've gone into a daydream again, I guess. I'd better let you get some sleep. Yes, sleep. So you won't be sleeping yet? No, I go to my room around 6am and then I'll get up around 4pm. The whole sunlight thing is a crock of shit too. I don't get badly burned, it's just that our body clocks are set for that time and to go against it makes us feel very ill. So dating-wise, you can only see a woman from 4pm till 6am? Um, unless they come to my room. Although it'd be much fun for them as I'm dead to the world. Or of course, if they're a vampire themselves, they could sleep with me, but that would only happen if things got serious. And do you sleep in a coffin? <laughs> At this, he coughed. No, I don't sleep in a coffin. I sleep in a perfectly normal, though king-sized bed. Given my height, it has a lovely memory foam mattress. I do, however, have top security in the room and lock myself in with windows and shutters. I'm vulnerable when I'm asleep. What someone might break in and stuff some pieces of steak down your throat? Stranger things have happened to try to kill us in the past. His expression became subdued. So how can you die? There's a place we can go. You're counselled, and then if they agree with your decision to end your life, you say a secret incantation and you crumble to dust. But can people kill you? Why was throwing naan bread not entertaining enough for you? I laughed. We can be killed, but I'm not going to say how. The less people that know you, the better. No disrespect, but I barely know you. I understand. Time for bed now, Shelley. Jesus, would he stop saying things like that? He had a low, growly voice that made it sound like a command. I yawned. 
yes, time to call it a night. Thank you for showing me your fangs. Do you believe me? he asked, looking at me with a hint of vulnerability in his eyes. Right now I believe you. In the morning, when the wine has left my system and my rational mind has had time to dissuade me from the evidence, then I'll probably need to put my filthy hands in your mouth. Well, seeing as it's you, he winked, I ended the call and made my way up to my room. My lovely double bed just for me. An advantage of living alone. My mind conjured up an image of a six-foot-two-inch hunk laid there with his feet hanging off the edge. I shook my head to make the vision go away. Enough already, I whispered. We somehow have to find him a wife. I visited the bathroom, then quickly undressed, put on my pyjamas, and then dived under the duvet. Sleep, came, sleep claimed me in minutes. Now, this is in a different font, so I assume it's supposed to be a dream. Shelly. I sat up in bed. Who shouted? A woman with long dark hair with a white streak running through it sat in a golden chair at the end of my bed. But I didn't have a golden chair, and it was like glowing. Shelly, can you hear me? Who are you? The woman clapped her hands. Whoa, can you hear and see me? At last, the curse is broken. You believe? Who are you? What the hell are you talking about? Shh, don't say hell. She doesn't like people using it to curse. Who doesn't? Lucy. This is the strangest dream I've ever had. Now, let's you excuse me, I've had a mindfuck of a night already, having potentially met a vampire, and so if my mind could let me have a restful night's sleep, it would be much appreciated. This isn't a dream. I'm in your dream because I'm not on your plane, but I'm really here. Yeah, and who are you? She looked sad. I'm your mother. I bolted upright, sweat pouring from my forehead. Stupid dream. Meeting Theo had messed with my head. I picked up my phone to see what time it was. I noticed I had a new message sent 30 minutes ago. Theo. Just in case you wake up and wonder if it was all a dream. Underneath was a photo of his fangs. I was too tired to give it any more thought. I fell back to sleep. And this time, I didn't have any strange dreams about the supernatural or my parents. Okay. Chapter 4. A miracle had occurred. When I got to work, Kim was already there, waiting with a paper cup full of a dark, delicious coffee on my desk and one in her hand. All messages taken care of. All you have to do is take a seat and tell me about Mr. Dark and Delicious. Ah, she had an agenda, figured. Couldn't usually rouse her out of bed before 9.30. I slumped into the seat behind my desk and yawned. Kim gasped. Did you stay out all night? Was it love at first bite? I rolled my eyes. Can you lower your voice just a teeny tiny bit? Only it's too early for diva operatics. God, what bit your ass? Or rather, did he not, and you're disappointed this morning? I rubbed at my face. I didn't sleep well, I had nightmares. Now let me have a drink of my coffee and I'll help teach you. Kim clapped her hands. I want deets, every single detail of the evening, she winked. 
I sighed and took several large gulps of my drink. Okay, so write this down. I indicated for Kim to pick up her pen and notepad. I am a nosy bitch. Ha 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 ha, Kim tilted her head. So, middle last night, what happened? Well, basically, it would appear that he is a vampire, but he has no aversion to garlic, which I found out when I threw some naan bread at him. I recounted the details of the meal and Kim shook her head. Shelly, I'm surprised we don't have a lawsuit on our hands this morning. You attacked a potential customer. I stared at her. That's all you have to say on the matter? Nothing about the fact that he's a vampire? Oh, if he wants to think he's one of the undead, as long as it doesn't hurt anyone, what's the harm? Might be a nice little kink for a boyfriend to have, actually. My neck's quite an erogenous zone. A few little nips would be nice. No, he is a vampire. He showed me his fangs. Kim puffed. You're being very silly this morning, Shelley. So are we ta taking him on our books? He's coming in at five. I didn't get a chance to go through the questionnaire. Why not? Because I was too busy trying to get him to admit to not being a vampire. Oh, Shelley, Kim tutted and once again shook her head. We do very well at this agency, but there's always room for growth. He wants to live his life as a vampire. Where's the harm as long as he doesn't try to drain someone of their blood? There were three people living their lives as mermaids the other day on this morning. They'd even done a course. One was a merman. Well, prepare to be here until six because we're going through the questionnaire together. I want you to meet him and see what you think. I want a second opinion. Stay behind and stare at a hottie for an hour. Gee, I'm not sure I can fit that in. What time's he coming in again? Four o'clock? Five. I couldn't think of anything that went with five. Kim pouted, her dark fringe falling in her eyes. So how was your evening anyway with the love doctor? A dreamy look settled on her face. It was amazing. You see, he has a kink. Oh, God. He likes me to pretend I'm dead. I lay on the bed, all corpse-like, and he reanimates me with his magic wand. She winked. I made a retching noise and pretended to heave. Jesus Christ, Kim. That's weird. You need to get laid. I bet you've only ever done the missionary position. You'd have to lie really flat on your back with that stick stuck up your ass. I'm not going to respond to that. Because it's true, I'm going to quiz old True Blood to see if he'd like to take a bite out of you. You will stick to the questionnaire and behave yourself. I'm not part of the system, as you well know. How unprofessional would it be to put myself in the algorithm? Shut up. Put yourself in when you get a spare five minutes. I do. It's just, I have so many dates I don't need to use the info. Who matches up with you? Show me. We've got time. No. God, you're no fun at all today. I looked at the floor. Kim's mouth dropped open. Does no one match up with you? Is that it? You're far too choosy, Shelley. If you don't change, you're going to be alone forever. And your fanny is going to heal up. I placed my hands over my ears. You can go to your office now. Go deal with the new clients. My ears are bleeding. She left and I welcomed the silence. I fired up my laptop. Four new applications had come in since Kim had been in here. I heard her door bang and she rushed into my office. Have you seen the new applications? I've only just put my laptop on, Kim. You've only been out of the office for a few minutes. Well, it seems that True Blood is recommending you to his mates, she said, her eyes going wide as she smiled. You need to stop calling him that. His name is Theo. Anyway, 
I opened the first email she beckoned for me to get a move on. Name, Darius Wild. Supporting information, Wolf Shifter, also known as a werewolf. Name, Dominic Moore. Supporting information, Demon. Name, Isaac Renshaw. Supporting information, Shifter Bear. I didn't bother to open the last one, scared of what I would find. Either someone was having a rather large laugh at my expense, or with his knee, and indeed the world around me wasn't what I thought it was. See, True Blood's obviously told his kinky friends about us. He's good for business, Kitten said. We just need to hope the women of Withersney are up for the, some roleplay. I immersed myself in work and debated whether I believed Theo to be a vampire. I went back to thinking he was a magician or a theatre prop person. The fame trick was obviously very clever makeup. Fancy me believing he was a real-life vampire. I really needed to quit watching Twilight Repeats just to ogle Jasper. Kim brought the post through. On the top lay a bright red envelope with my name written in a swirly font. I have not opened that one as it looks like a personal invitation. Thank you, I told her and put the post on my desk. Aren't you going to open it? I've altered my arms across my chest. So you've not opened it for my privacy, but you want me to open it whilst you're here so you can see what it is. Well, duh. She took a seat. Give me strength. I opened the envelope and took out the card within. A large dead spider fell out and I screamed and pushed my chair back. Oh my fucking god, who would do that? Kim shook her head. It's almost Halloween, it's obviously a fake spider and a Halloween party invite. For God's sake, I'll read it, you're hopeless, she said, grabbing the card. As she read it, the blood drained from her face. What is it? I asked. She passed the card to me. Inside it read... Stay away from things that don't concern you and Withersney. We were all okay as we were. Refuse to help Theo or you may find yourself dead either way. It's a death threat. You need to call the police, yelled Kim. Don't be stupid. It's obviously a prank or an ex-girlfriend of his. I'll be extra vigilant, but I'm sure it's nothing. I'm not going to take Theo on the books anyway, so no harm done. When I'm bringing a rounders bat into the office from now on, and we all know the only sports I do are water ones. Kim huffed and turned to leave. Just so you know, if we get any more threats, I'm phoning the police, and that's the end of it. Fine, I held my hands up. If there are any more, we'll phone the cops. Jeez. Theo arrived promptly at 5pm, and Kim introduced herself and indi- indicated he should take a seat opposite me. I remained behind my desk, but Kim decided to seat herself next to him. He moved his chair about a foot away from her as she scowled. Sorry, he said. You smell a little of magic and I find it overpowering. Gives me a headache. Oh, I'm wearing Miss Dior, actually, Kim said haughtily. Magic must be a knockoff version. I'm not into copies. I like originals. He shrugged and sat back in his chair. Okay, before we get started, would you like a drink? I asked him. No, I had some refreshment before I came here, he said, and I noted the slight pink tinge to his cheek. Okay then. You smell as well, Kim said, like you've been around pigs or something. She turned her nose up. I called at a local farm for my refreshment today. My apologies, he said to her. Right, if we could get on with going over these questions. I tapped into my screen. 
Okay, so I might have to change a few of these answers with your consent, of course, just to make the algorithm work better. Whatever you feel necessary, as long as ultimately I find a wife, I have no objections. I began. Your full name is Theodore Robert Landry and your date of birth, the 1st of January 1891, making you 126. That is correct. Well, my system won't work with anyone over the age of 100, so I'll change that to the 1st of January 1981, making you 36, which is an optimum age. There's nothing I need to change about your appearance. I looked over the section. Kim snorted. What is it, Kim? I asked, starting to wish I'd not asked her and sit in. No disrespect, Theo, but you look like you've not seen sunlight in decades. I haven't. Look, it might go with the whole I'm a vampire thing, but it's going to put women off. You need a nice glow. Shall I give you that makeup palette you bought? No. Theo raised his hand. Actually, if it can make me look healthier, I wouldn't mind trying it. I ran my hands through my hair while Kim helped herself to the palette from my handbag. Maybe I should pop downstairs and ask to share Ebony's vodka because it did appear that my assistant was giving a vampire makeover in front of me. She held the mirror part of the palette up to him and he moved his head from side to side as he stared at it. Wow, this is amazing. Where can I get one of these? I need to purchase one immediately. Um, I thought vampires didn't have reflections, I asked. Stereotyping, stereotyping still, he shot back. The palettes are from Ebony's downstairs. Have you got 30 quid? I'll go fetch you one. He took the money from his wallet, gave it to her and sat back in his chair. This is going to transform my life, he said. Could I just put this palette on my Instagram while we wait for Kim to come? Wait, what? Could I just put this palette on my Instagram while we wait for Kim to come back? I shrugged my shoulders. Sure, why not? Maybe tweet it too. Oh, my kind don't do Twitter. We're far too wordy. Can't possibly say everything you want to divulge in less than 140 characters. Entirely impossible. He held up the palette. Take this, for example. I need to describe the feel, the tones, the wonderful packaging, where it's from, how best to apply. Okay, I get the picture, I said, just as Kim returned to the room. Okay, boss, carry on. You mentioned in your application that you used to live on a farm, but now live on Seaview Road. However, you mentioned some trouble with the police calling round to see Theo sighed. I want my birthplace back. I was happy there, and it's possible that the spirits of my family might hang around there, what with them having had such traumatic deaths. When you drain them of their blood, I clarified. It happens a lot with the first thirst. My sire should have protected me, but my father had been eating a juicy rare steak when he broke in. Let me guess, your sire choked? He did, leaving me alone and unfortunately meaning my family were no more. I didn't know then that I could have fed from at least one of them and brought them back to life. Wow, you really are great at this vamp shit. Kim pushed his arm. You ever thought about being an actor? I reckon you'd win awards. I did that from 1926 to 1930, Theo replied. Learning lines gets boring after a while. You are such a hoot. Isn't he a laugh, Shelley? I raised my eyebrows. He's something. Theo looked at me and smirked. Okay, Theo. My suggestion... While we try to find your wife, is for you to step back from your ongoing pursuit onto the farm. 
Theo looked ready to protest, so I raised my hand. Just until we get your wife, and then you could tell her about the farm. I mean, she's not going to want to live on one, and... Oh, she might not want to live on one, and then all your efforts would be for nothing. She might like a simple two-up, two-down with central heating and a patio. Fine, I suppose I could desist for a few weeks, Theo huffed. Now, Kim is going to go through our additional questionnaire, which is all about your ideal woman and your dating habits. Okay, Kim said, crossing one leg over the other and trying to look official. Do you have any preference for an age range, hair colour and other personal details? A fellow vampire would be excellent or a woman willing to be changed. He looked at me. I noted this on my first application. Well, you could have changed your mind between then and now. Carry on, Kim. So, someone who likes your vampire kink thing or who is willing to join in. Noted. Next question. When was the last date you went on? Describe it for us at all. Uh, it was a month ago. I met a nice lady in a bookshop and arranged to take her out for dinner. She ran out of the restaurant about a minute after we sat down. Why was that? Asked Kim. Well, I'd been looking for a wife for a long time. Now on the whole dating, getting to know someone thing gets very tedious. When, after a month or two, you tell them you're a vampire and they run away, I decided to get out there at the beginning, save wasting both of our time. And have you had dates with others of your kind? Surely there are places to meet other vampire women. Yes, I've done that, but most vampire women are very jaded. If they're my age, they tend to have been married several times and for some reason prefer to spend the rest of the time single. They hang around university gyms in an evening, or student nights out where they take advantage of young men who are inebriated and don't remember anything the next day. Of course, the bite marks feel quickly and the men put their tiredness down to an amazing night out. Not a lack of iron. Kim pulled a face at me, clearly now alarmed by Theo's statements. We'll just go to my office now to discuss your application, Theo, and then we'll be back to give you our decision. She informed him, smiling after the woods, though it didn't reach her eyes. He nodded. As soon as we were out of the door, she beckoned me to her office, moving quickly. Beautiful guy. If you can find a woman who doesn't mind dating someone who truly believes he's a vampire, I think we're going to have to let him down. I... Okay. It's okay. I have a default in the program that can come up with no matches. I've not had to use it before, but it means we can put him on hold, let him down without destroying his confidence. Essentially, we'll lead him to believe it's our fault and we can't find any matches. Oh, what a great idea. The truth was I couldn't match him up with any of my clients because, for one, they'd assume he needed the help of a psychiatrist, and secondly, I didn't know him well enough to know he wouldn't kill one of them. What if he got this thirst again that had made him drain his family members? Let's go back, I told her, and we retook our places in my office. Right, Theo, if you just give me a moment, I'll input the rest of your information and we'll see if we have any matches for you. If we do, then Kim can take your first month's membership payment and we can get your first date arranged. That would be wonderful. May I watch it do its thing? Of course, just a minute. I keyed in the information so it looked genuine and then pressed the button that would give no matches before turning around showing the search procedure. Theo clapped. Oh my goodness, I didn't for a moment think this would be possible. I, I thought it might go against some ethics, but I'm very happy with this. Yes, I think your computer is amazing. Wow, Theo was one satisfied customer, yet that didn't make sense because it should be showing no matches. 
I spanned the screen back around to myself and then gasped, my mouth hanging open. I went through what I'd keyed in, running the process through my mind. I'd done everything right, so why was it showing Theo that his ideal partner was... me? Hopefully that was okay. And I'll see you back here next time. Sweet dreams.